Wrapping up the week on Ovia's and Gilio with an ACC Week 8 premature evaluations. We'll also go back to ACC tip-off. We'll bring you our big four convos with John Shire at Duke, Armando Baycott at Carolina, Kevin Keats at NC State, and Steve Forbes at Wake Forest. Plus, Gilio and I get a little deeper into the conversation as to whether or not the ACC was actually proactive when it came to expansion and conference realignment. Join us wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, Google, we're there. Smash that subscribe button on YouTube as well. Five stars only, positive vibes only. And also, you can buy our t-shirts at breakingtea.com slash OG. Again, that's breakingtea.com slash OG. And the football season is getting dangerously close to its end, and there's only a few more chances to see the Tar Heels play in Chapel Hill. November 4th, Military Appreciation Day against Campbell. And of course, you've got that Duke game. You can visit GoHeels.com or SeatGeek, the official secondary ticket marketplace of Carolina Athletics. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias back in the Eford studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Print management, document management. We're living in the cloud, baby. It's time to get up with the times. That paper trail, it's all now in the cloud. And Copiers Plus can help you modify. Now I can't talk. Threw me off, Joe. I threw you off? We'll do it again. We'll do it live this time. How, right. how did I, I throw you off? Because I was in my zone. Now I'm out of my zone. We'll you again. were in your zone. You called him John Swafford. I did. You were not in your totally zone. Totally in my zone. Okay. Don't let me get in my zone. <laughs> All right. Bayheim. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovias. We're back in the Eford studios. Good to be back downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties. We talked to Casey Morsell, Empire Properties intern at ACC Tip-Off yesterday. Big shouts to Greg Hanum because he said, hey, you ever need Casey? You let me know. <laughs> and then when I saw him, I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We well, have something in common. We'll bring that We'll bring that conversation at some point in a later podcast. It was a lot of fun to catch up with Casey. It was a lot of fun to catch up with a, a variety of people. And uh, big thanks to Copiers Plus for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Document management, print management. We're living in the cloud, baby. It is time to get up to date. So modernize your workflow. Contact copiers-plus.com. They excel at these things. Much like, Joe, you and I excel at being awkward in ACC Jim Phillips press conferences. We weren't awkward. I was, probably. No, you weren't. But you know what? You know what we excel at? What's that? We excel at actually being proactive. You know what the (laughs) ACC does not excel at? Being proactive. So it's funny you mentioned that. I was proactive about trying to put together a new slogan. You know, we always say, hey, five stars only, positive vibes only, okay? So I feel like we should probably go in a new direction where, you know, we want to say, when it comes to the podcast, we want our listeners to- Protect the fortress. Protect the fortress. Got to do the hand motion. You got to do that. So I'm I'm workshopping this new slogan. Hey, guys. Protect the fortress. Give us five stars, positive vibes only. What do you think? Does that work? Perfect. All right, let's try Love this one it. more time. Hey, y'all, follow us wherever you get your podcast. Smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Protect the fortress. Five stars only. Positive vibes only. only. Use it.
Let's go. I know where I didn't nail it. You were giving me shit yesterday because apparently I do not do a good enough job promoting the brand. Okay. So yesterday during the Jim Phillips forum, I had a question to ask. They hand you the mic and I just, I basically did it like this. Second row, Joe. Good morning. Hi, Joe. From, uh, from Raleigh. <laughs> Joe from Raleigh. I'm just Joe from Raleigh. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> and then meanwhile, you get the mic at the end of the press conference. You got your shit eating grin on. And this is how it went. Last question. Joe Gilio, Ovius and Gilio. Hey, Jim. Hey, Joe. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Joe's face and you can tell that Gilio is about I, to ask a question that is going to be amusing. I try to give a wink and a nod. Uh-huh. Amy Acola, who's in charge of such things. I'm like, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> We're going to not take ourselves so seriously here. Of course. All right. Let's let's actually get to the meat of the answers from well, Jim Phillips. Yes. Okay. So let's let's start with let's start at the end and then we'll get to the beginning because what the ACC is doing going forward, they're adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU. How's it going to work? The big talking point, the big headline that came out of the press conference yesterday is the fact that we are probably looking at an ACC tournament that does not feature all 18 teams. We talked to Paul Brazo. If you missed that conversation, it's on yesterday's podcast and we will put it on YouTube later today because Paul talks about the logistics of trying to put together an 18 team ACC tournament with teams from the West coast. And people were very worked up about that. So here's where we are, but nobody cares about the basketball aspect of it because if they did, they would take things like the ACC tournament into consideration and how to make it work. It's about football. So you asked a question about, well, look, what, if it's about football, what, what are we really doing adding Cal and Stanford, right? After all this talk of being proactive and everything else, what's ultimately the bottom line here? And here's Phillips with the answer. Yeah, I, I would just say this. Uh, they, they, those two schools have had success in football in the past. David Shaw did an amazing job. So they're going through a transition there. Uh, Cal has had good football as well. And SMU is really good. They, they may be at the, the G5 level, but you'll see them, I think, immediately um, perform well in our league. So, again, I, you can look at a moment in time. Joe, I appreciate it very much, and I understand that. Uh, but in totality, I feel really good about what they can do in the ACC, and so, do our, so does the membership. So the question was, was it a feature or a bug? Mm-hmm. I think it was actually a feature to add three teams that the ACC schools feel like they can beat. Okay. If we're, be, if we're being super honest right now. Okay. Okay. Because you can't sit here with a straight face and say Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC and USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And okay, let's take the moment in timeout about Oregon and Washington being in the top 10. Yeah, they're right running now. hot right let's now. Let's just take that out of the, the equation. You can't sit here and say that the SEC makes this move for two power brands the Big Ten makes this move into the same state that you allegedly covet and gets the two brands that are worth anything. Yeah, You can't sit here and say with a straight face, we made an equal move to our partners, uh, to, to our uh, competitors, the SEC and the Big Ten, mm-hmm. because you didn't. You can't say it with a straight face. And do you know how I know they can't say it with a straight face? He talked for 30 minutes plus. 
And not once in there did he give us how great Stanford or Cal or SMU are at football. We heard director's cup. You can't lie through your teeth about it. Academics. Heard about academics. We we want to bring up Doak Walker. Great. Bring up Doak Walker. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to do. But they, they they were at least not, he was at least smart enough not to lie to us about the quality of those teams. Yeah. You're right. We got a director's cup. We got uh, other sports that they're good in. Mm -hmm. We got how great they are academically. I saw Pat Forty. From yeah. Sports Illustrated. And I, look, I've known Pat for a long time, and I joke with him. I'm like, so we're going to have like the ultimate swimming tournament at the Greensboro Aquatic Center. He's like, I tell you what, man, it's going to be because Pat has a long history with swimming and his daughter swam and everything else, regardless. But those at are Stanford, right? At Stanford. But yeah. those are jokes, man. I mean, like, nobody's actually going to get hyped up about swimming. Nobody actually gets hyped up about the Director's Cup. Everything is moved by football. The networks care by football standards, not anything else. But those brands that you're adding don't do anything for your football. No. Okay. And so let's go through this timeline. And then I I do want to get to our clip from John Curry from August. Yeah, we got a couple more clips here, including uh, whether or not the ACC was proactive. And yes, John Curry as to how we got here. Okay. So your question, mine was grandstanding. Okay. There there are times when you grandstand and you're trying to make a... my, my, My whole point was, these brands that you're allegedly so proud of pale in comparison sure. to the moves that the uh, that the SEC and Big Ten have made. My question really came out of constantly hearing talking points that did not actually make sense. It was after you go to enough of these things, you pick up on patterns, right? Yeah. You know, there was the swath filibuster where he would talk for thirty minutes, thirty five minutes, forty minutes because he didn't want to answer any questions, and it would drone on, and people would go to sleep. You know, Jim spent the last couple of summers and ACC tip-offs talking about gated communities. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything. You know, hey, there's at, the, at ACC kickoff back in July, he said straight up, Success. I got this text from a president, and I really agreed with him that what are we chasing? Are we chasing the dollars or are we chasing success? You know, th- th- those types of things. All this pie-in-the-sky, Pollyanna-ish stuff, which he, he self-referenced, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to be Pollyanna-ish. Clearly, he listens. Clearly, he listens. Well, that was a previous press conference question that yes, I gave him. But yes. he clearly listens. So when he talks about we were proactive, we were on the offensive, we've got these in, these programs that enrich. Man, I didn't I didn't buy that shit because every move they've made was more reactive or thinking that this this altruistic ideal of the NCAA was going to hold. That's a question that you asked maybe what two summers ago, I think it was. So I asked him. I'm like, come on, man. This wasn't really proactive. This wasn't really on the offensive when all the signs were there to make actual moves. And if you wanted to be a, here's another buzzword, a national conference, you would have actually whole assed it rather than what we ended up with. And here's his response. Yeah, I I think, um, Joe, when we looked at it two summers ago, when the first move with Texas and Oklahoma, you kind of study it, et cetera, we felt really good. I I think... um, I think some of the uh, some of the um, vibes and some of the you know conversations we had with indiv- individual institutions, Joe, that became apparent that we needed to try to do something financially as well as protect the fortress. So we felt we were very proactive. We had many, many calls, hundreds of hours of time with the board as it relates to taking a look at, would this make sense? Would this group of schools make sense? Would this particular school make sense? And when we got into the spring and into the summer, I think it kind of all 
came together. Talking about something and having meetings with something or texting with somebody, that's not being proactive. No. Okay. So I, I do want to go through the timeline here. Mm-hmm. 721, which is July of, of 2021, Texas and Oklahoma comes out. They're going to go join the SEC. Yeah. Okay. So the response to that from the ACC was to form the alliance with the Big Ten and the Pac-12. That was in 821. That's a month after the Texas-Oklahoma decision. In their mind. And in their head, I do believe that's them saying we're being proactive. Mm -hmm. Technically, what they were doing, though, was announcing a detente that you're not going to make any moves. I'm not going to make any moves because we know what happens once once expansion domino falls. Mm -hmm. Okay. It took the Big Ten exactly 11 months to make a move and break that detente to add USC and UCLA to the Big Ten as full members. Mm -hmm. That's important. I think the the number one thing that we've gotten wrong in all of this is we have thought we didn't make the paradigm shift from the old expansion model, which was everyone comes in as a full member. Yeah. You know, there was no grant of rights. Here's locked yeah, in until you're 2036. In you get the full share. All for one, one for all. Yes, that's seven twenty two. So July of, of 2022, the big USC UCLA. A month later, the ACC hires Fishbait, mm-hmm. which is an independent consultant. Okay, Fishbait, I I believe is the one that said, okay, let me go through your let me go through your ESPN contract and see what this thing looks like to see if there's a way for us to help you make some money. Mm-hmm. Smart, smart enough move. Yeah, okay. I, I don't disagree with the move. I, I mean, they could have given us the money, could have given as a as a FOIA request. They could have just let us see the I mean, stupid contract. For, I could have helped for them for a third of the consulting fee. We would have been fine, at least half. So, <laughs> so, so, Fishbait comes up with. You're right, Joe. We got to protect gotta, the four. We got to protect our bank account. Fishbait comes up with the idea. Hey, it's right here in your contract. Mm-hmm. If you add schools, ESPN has to add you a prorated amount. Yeah, for the number of schools that you add. Mm-hmm. A whole year goes by, 823. Still nothing, by the way, from Fishbait. So if it was that obvious, and if you were that proactive, you would have made the move within six months. Mm-hmm. A whole year goes by, 823. The Big Ten announces that it's going to add Washington and Oregon at a reduced rate. Yes. But you're skipping a step. At a reduced, well, you can get back to your step. Washington and Oregon decide we're going to come in at a reduced rate because mm-hmm. the Pac 12. And its contract fell apart. Yes. It, then the next month, the next month, not adding Washington and Oregon, not adding, and, and I agreed. I wouldn't add Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, Oregon, or any of the schools at a full rate. Sure. It didn't even occur to the ACC, apparently, to add any of those schools at a reduced rate. Because mm-hmm. if it did, they would have added those schools. Mm-hmm. Instead, they end up with Stanford and Cal who are, yes, amazing academic institutions. Yes, they are wonderful at the non-revenue sports. They are not good at football, and they're not interested in being good at football. That's the real problem in my eyes. SMU wants to be great at football. SMU invented cheating. Yeah, I know. Okay? They, they, They want more than anything to be good at football. And yet. And yet, they'll never be great at football because... Of where they they are, they're not even the NC State. They're the ECU of Texas. I don't even know if they're the ECU of Texas. Okay, they're probably like the Charlotte of Texas at this point. They, they that's a great great point. So they didn't even have the idea of the reduced rate. If they had the idea of the reduced rate, they would have added better schools. I agree. So 
at what point were you proactive? The only thing I can think of of being proactive again is the alliance announcement. That would be which proactive. Blew, which literally blew up in less than a year. In in less than a year. So you're skipping a step in my in my opinion. To me, Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC makes a lot of sense. Texas and Oklahoma, that ship sailed years ago in a previous episode of conference realignment. Remember, Texas almost joined the ACC. At least there was talk Texas of doing and Oklahoma it. were offered for both the ACC and the Big 12. Instead, they got I their, mean, uh, the Pac-12. They got their sweetheart deal with ESPN and they stuck around. Fine. The Colorado move to the Big 12, to me, was the canary in the coal mine for where we were headed. Because remember, Colorado leaving for the Big 12 happened before UCLA and Southern Cal left for the Big 10 at that reduced share. No, that, no, 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 Washington and Oregon. I'm sorry, Washington and Oregon. My bad. I'm getting, I'm now I'm getting my own timeline messed up. Yes. Colorado saw the writing on the wall, what was going on in the Pac-12, and the fact that George Klyovkov was not going to be able to land the plane on a television deal, okay? And Brett Yormark, the commissioner for the Big 12, was almost John Swafford-like in being proactive and saying, hey, guys, while we might not be the top dog right now, why don't you come join us with a much more stable television deal and a more like-minded group of Midwest schools that you can get with? That, that mm-hmm. matters, all right? So if you're the ACC and you see this happen and you see the weakness in the Pac-12, why are you paying why are you paying fishbait solutions at this point to not help you come up with a new way of going about conference membership? You talk about full shares. The ACC practically invented it with Notre Dame not even being a full member. So it's not like it hasn't and been in the history voting rights. Right. So it's not like it's not in the history of the ACC to get a little creative when it comes to securing yourself. Again, proactive under John Swafford was to come up with a way to make sure that Notre Dame did not leave for another conference. You might not join us full time, but we got you and we're and we're going to have this relationship. Where was any of that thinking? That's proactive to me. As much as John Swafford gets dunked on by a lot of people for the television deal and Raycom and his UNC ties with that, that dude was proactive. That guy saw where things were going. Jim Phillips operates from a time in which he would like the status quo to continue. That's where you get your gated communities. We don't want that. The alliance. I don't need a contract. I can look this man in the eye sockets and understand we're gentlemen. The alliance included USC and UCLA still in the Pac-12. It did. That was the real move to be made, but the Pac-12 was not humbled by that point. No, they weren't. To accept all of the all of the lesser options that ultimately came their way to, to wrap other my, than USC and UCLA going to the big 10 to wrap my point on this and move on from the conversation and, and stick to my guns on the Colorado aspect of this. Let's not act that there weren't rumors about the, and we actually went back to July and picked up on some things that Jim Phillips said about maximizing their revenue opportunities and the fact that they have a network And he referenced it again at tip-off, where we're only one of three conferences that has its own network. They viewed the network as a revenue operator. I'm sure. There was some big energy with that one, by the way. I know, right? We're the only ones ever. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) You underestimate. Tell me, future boy. My power. (laughs) But I'm sure we could have beers with Bubba Cunningham, right? Who is looking at ways to maximize revenue for the ACC. And there were rumors. There were rumors. Over the summertime, and even before that, that the ACC was interested in actually picking up the Pac-12's television rights. 
that the ACC would be the place that produces and puts on Pac-12 games and sells it. Whereas ESPN wasn't necessarily interested or Apple was going to come in at a really reduced rate. So apparently you were creative enough to think about, oh, well, maybe we can become their network, at least if the rumors are to be believed. Well, you should have taken a step further. And when you start talking about we're a national conference now, no, you had an opportunity to be a national conference by picking up Washington, Oregon, Stanford, Cal, Arizona, Arizona State, and creating a much more equitable scheduling pod system. And if you want to add SMU to the mix to be your central hub and you want to go to Jerry Jones's star to hold tournaments and stuff like that, okay, I'd be willing to hear you at that point because you do need to think. All right, so to for advancement theory, my, my favorite topic, advancement theory. Let's go to John Curry because mm-hmm. I think we know where this is headed going forward. John Curry is the AD at Wake Forest. We talked to him back in August while all this stuff was really boiling over. And Curry was right. Curry was absolutely right and basically telling us without explicitly telling us that where we're headed is consolidation. I think if you look overall um, at the um, at the landscape, uh, we know, and in my particular uh, situation, I've just lived the fact that this enterprise is consolidated over the years. Mm-hmm. Going back 30 or 40 years, this enterprise is consolidated in college athletics. And um, I was there. I mean, I remember very distinctly the night the Big 12 died. I mean, the Big East, the old Big East died. And, you know, as it splintered, some went to the ACC. You know, we were in the Big 12. We picked up one. You know, was, I remember that. Uh, three weeks ago, the Pac-12 died, uh, essentially, which is very sad uh, for, for college athletics and for the all the institutions uh, engaged in it. And so um, as you look at, you know, consolidation being inevitable, there's some real arguments that, that strengthen numbers and adding – uh, really um, strong universities that reflect the values of our league um, that that are relevant to um, the populations of our universities. All those are reasons that um, that things can make sense. Now, on the other side, there's there's also, you know, it's different. Uh, you know, I've been quoted this week. I mean, I grew up on Tobacco Road and I knew every, you know, in 1982, I could have named all five starting quarterbacks. I mean, all eight starting quarterbacks in the league. I could have named all, you know, the starting lineups for all five basketball schools. I watched Wednesday night, you know, and so that was great. Um, it's not going to be like that again, right? It's just not. And so how do we make sure the ACC, uh, particularly for the state of North Carolina, which is the anchor of a power, five, power four, I guess now, conference, right, in Charlotte, how do we make sure this thing continues to stay strong for generations? And so – those are some of the factors I think that have to be weighed as we're as we're examining you know different options. So that was John Curry, athletics director at Wake Forest, back in August uh, when he joined us to talk about all the moving and shaking in the ACC, and he kept using the word consolidation. So I think we kind of know where this is going. Consolidation being inevitable. Yep. What they're saying and what Jim Phillips didn't say yesterday, or, or refused to kind of say when David Thiel and Luke asked him about it, Florida State and Clemson are going to leave the league. Mm-hmm. Probably Carolina too. And somehow in their brains and then the contract with ESPN adding these schools in their brains is being proactive because it means when those schools leave, well, we can still protect our number one asset, which is our contract protect with ESPN. the fortress. Got to protect the fortress, Joe. So props to John Curry. He's trying to give us the answers to the test. We just didn't want to listen at the time or, oh, that or recognize. You know, I mean, you know how many times that has happened to me? Like shout out to our friend, Michael Kelly. Uh, yes. He's now the athletics director at South Florida. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe South Florida will be a member of the ACC at some point Could in time be. At, at the rate that we're going. Could be. Um, I remember back after he had left the ACC, he he basically kept telling me, 
you know the network's going to happen. You know the network's going to happen without expressly telling me, dude, the network's going to happen. Because I was very skeptical that the You mean as a linear channel? As a linear channel. I was always positioning it as some sort of uh, online venture, which, of course, uh, in the grand (laughs) scheme of things, aren't we all? I'm I'm kind of right in how that's played out. Big thanks to everybody who checked out our ACC tip-off coverage yesterday. Obviously, it continues today. We got conversations with John Shire, head coach at Duke, Kevin Keats over at NC State, Steve Forbes at Wake Forest, Armando Baycott uh, from North Carolina. We'll bring you those conversations a little bit later on. We got the OG tailgate coming up on November uh, November 7th. If you want to get in on this, all you got to do is go to our Instagram account, OG Triangle Media. You'll see the post that has the uh, the details on the OG tailgate. Just like it. Make sure you're following OG Triangle Media. If you want to tag somebody in there to help you with your entries, and we're going to pick somebody on Monday next week to see who gets to join us at the OG tailgate. The, uh, any first of all, anyone can come over to the OG tailgate on eleven seven. Of course, anyone, anybody can. If but you're going to the game already, we're yeah, going to be come here. on over, come say hello. I'm sure we'll have things to do, including beers and and wings. Okay, mm-hmm. that's number one. Wings from Wings over Raleigh. Big shouts there to Ryan Malley. Uh, but we're going to give, give away three pairs of tickets to that game. And I, I'm I'm ecstatic, man. It's a great event. Our wings are better than your wings. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking and forward. And Fleet. Don't forget the transportation. Sleep Fleet. I mean, uh, how, many, how many ways can we hook you up? People? It's key. We're helping you out. We're hooking you up. Uh, we want you to get hooked up with Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. It's cooler now, although this weekend's going to get warm again. But we've, we had like that first frost of the, of the uh, of fall and going into winter. And mosquitoes might be going away. But that doesn't mean that critters aren't going to be pests in your house. Oh. Moisture control is a big deal. And that's where Mosquito Authority comes in. Do you know where mice want to be? They want to be in your house right yep. now. They don't want to be outside when it gets cold. So Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, go to BugsBite.com. Zap in your zip code. You're going to see all kinds of ways to save because our guy, the OG, OG, Hayes Lancaster, appreciate him for supporting us. You should go support him at bugsbite.com. Also, we've got uh, fun this weekend. We got the CJ Stroud, Bryce Young Bowl. Very excited about this. The takes are going to be flaming hot. But let's say you just want a little bit of heat, just a, just a smidge of heat, a little warmth. Get bourbon for that. And they've got it over at Graffiti. You want to watch the football games? They've got them at Graffiti. they got great bourbon specials as well, beer specials too. But the bourbon's really where you're making the most money back because they got some crazy deals on bourbon. Uh, When you can't get the hookup from Kevin Keats, you go to Graffiti. I hit up up Kevin Keats for more bland. He's like, you know, that's hard to come by, right? I'm like, I mean, I figured I'd ask, right? We may have brokered an ancillary deal to the Middlebrooks-Jack Clark trade. Between Clemson and um, NC State. I really didn't want to like Brad Brownell. But you did. Man, that's terrible, right? enjoyed that. Absolutely terrible. (laughs) Lauren Brownlow hanging out with us in studio. Would you like to get into some premature evaluations, Lauren? Sure, why not? Let's do it. Let's do this. Do you have a premature evaluation for the ACC basketball season? We, you were missed at tip-off yesterday. Oh, thanks. You were missed. People were asking about you. Oh, uh, but you, you I got, wish. You, I'm not quite at, at a percentage where I cool. can handle an ACC kickoff, but appreciate it. Who's winning the league? Um, Regular season. I mean, I literally know nothing about anyone, so I'm just going to say Virginia. Because they usually do. Good default. I like I that. I mean, right? Like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> 
Watch how smart I look. I know nothing. I'm like the person that picks the bracket. Like You know who the biggest winner is? Caleb Love, because we're going to be talking about him all season. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, man. When they win, see? When they lose, see? It I, was, it's, I'm telling you, he's going to be the main talking why, point for a good chunk of Carolina season. Why do we do this? It's because fine. that's what we do. I don't, Let's just let them be happy <laughs> without, e- without each other. It's probably better this way for everyone involved. I don't understand. You're right. You're right. All right, let's get into some premature evaluations. We've got a battle of four and three teams at Carter Finley Stadium between NC State and Clemson. Although on one, the C Dub, one team, one team truly is four and three. The other team is actually a seven and zero team that just happens oh to be four and three. Lauren, Lauren, so Lauren, yes. they're only a couple of plays away. Oh my God, that very. <laughs> You, you know what you don't want from your head coach that you feel like maybe is losing a grip on the dynasty he built? A Bizdelic, a Jeff Bizdelic comparison. Goodness gracious. That's not what you want. And that's the thing with Dabo, right? And we always have said this about Dabo. I, I wrote about Clemson and Dabo this week for The Messenger. Mm-hmm. I was going to write about Carolina. I had my scorched earth ready to go. was ready to just wreck everybody. <laughs> but all of a sudden, Clemson did that. And, and it feels different than other Clemson losses, right? Mm-hmm. Like for a lot of reasons. A lot of losses they've had, you can kind of chalk up, right, to like, oh, well, they're playing a ranked team. And I know Miami's been ranked. You know, it was a close game. They turned it over in the red zone. They've had some bad luck, yada, yada. Well, we can't do that anymore. Like, it's too many turnovers now. It's too – and, like, the rushing yard differential in that game was insane, and that's embarrassing. Like, can you imagine a Clemson team doing that? Like, you can't imagine it over the last, like, 10 years, and that's exactly what happened. They got pushed around at the line of scrimmage by a Miami team that has not been able to consistently do that Mm -hmm. to other Power 5 opponents. So it's, like, it's not good. Like, it's just bad everywhere, though. It's bad. It's it's, There's no easy – solution here it's not like if you just like focus on fumbles it's going to fix everything either you know what i mean i don't know what to expect out of nc state the rest of the year honestly oh god who knows like they're a mystery no like, I, they truly are a mystery i know what julio thinks is going to happen and i get it yeah i mean i think anything could happen in this football game i agree well it's on the cw and you know the underdogs and <laughs> on the cw i believe they've won i think it was like six of seven is that or they've covered six of seven or they won outright which one is it it's something like, it. like that. there's only one thing i can guarantee on a cw broadcast and that's an amazing f boy oh, island read from yes. james bates i Saw love james t- bates shout out to you <laughs> i just I, when i tell you i was in tears i mean it i was on the floor like dying la- i was like oh. this is acc football now and it's so perfect i love it it's a match made in heaven mm-hmm. I love it. Saw Tom Wormy yesterday. He was excited to be back in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And I told him I'm coming over to the booth to get the actual printout of the F-Boy Island promo. <laughs> okay. From Batesy. We got to put it on the wall. Yeah. We need to like come together. We need to give them some CW show references to try to slyly slip into a broadcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not as um, as much of a CW expert as I thought I was when I realized Dawson's Creek wasn't actually on it. <laughs> yeah. That, that so. was a, Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought it was because it feels like a CW show, doesn't it? But I did watch a lot of One Tree Hill, I was stuff say, One like Tree that. One Tree Hill, for sure. Seventh Heaven. I know a lot of I people watch that. Girl. Like Gilmore Girls. I, mm-hmm. I know there are big Gilmore Girls fans. Y'all, give us some references we I'm can like you. pass along to to just slip into the broadcast and see if people notice. <laughs> I need this in my life right I'm now. I'm just I'm excited that they've elevated the broadcast quality. I like the cams, the the umpire cam and the yeah. pylon cam, and mm-hmm. I actually care that they've. I you liked know, that put the umpire cam. The, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually no, like that they've said, hey, okay, we got one showcase game a week and, and you know what? we're going to put something into it. They had a broadcast earlier this season that I couldn't watch for an entire half because their audio was bad. So, like, good on them for fixing Progress, man. 
All right. So, so what do Clemson, you expect? Clemson's lost 16. I mean, Clemson's won 16 of 18 against NC State. Dave Doran's won and eight against Clemson. I say all this because this will tie in. If you want to go to Duke and Louisville next, I think it's a similar situation. Yeah. I think State's going to play well in this football game. I do too. I, I don't know if they win the football game, but I expect State okay. to play their Super Bowl in this Agree. football game. Agree. I well, think they'll play well. Where I, 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 the reason why I'm going to call NC State winning this game, I'm going to, uh, NC State's going to win straight up. And the reason why I think they're going to win is because I think this week, the, the open week and the way that Dave Dorn has talked about benching guys for, there's, uh, yeah, there's accountability. There is a lot of good messaging coming from NC State yes. lately, which I've been like yes. floored by. There seems to be kicking, not that they don't hold players accountable, but there's public displays yeah. of accountability happening at NC State that I'm not seeing at Clemson. And Dabo's, <laughs> Dabo's whole like, yeah. love him up, love him up, love him up. No, 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 no. This team does not need to be loved. You need, uh, to, you need to tell Cade Klubnik, buddy, he did. stop doing that. No, oh, well, he did. He called him out publicly. After the fact. No. Oh, no, but he didn't hesitate you to gotta, say, like, oh, it's on me still. I'm the head coach. No. He was like, no, he did the wrong thing. He ran the wrong play. And I'm like, wow. Then stop more... giving him the option to run the wrong play. Yeah, perhaps. That's I don't know. That's what I'm getting at. That's the thing. Stop throwing him under the bus after the fact. Right. All right, as you mentioned, Duke and Louisville. Duke Duke season is really going to come down to just what percentage is Riley Leonard going to be at. Yeah. And while there's a there's a different conversation about Riley Leonard, in my opinion, people take my opinion of Riley Leonard as though he's some sort of gunslinger out there. Whatever. No, he his stats, he's not like that at all. His stats weren't great in the Florida State game. However, Riley Leonard still has a big play ability to yes. him, even at 80 yes. percent. That keeps other teams honest that you don't have to do with Henry Bielan, the fourth. So. The the ankle sprain is going to be, unfortunately, something that Duke has to live with the rest of the season. I still think their defense is good enough yep. to keep these games competitive, and I think they're good enough to keep Louisville in check, and I think they're going to win this game. Duke's not out of the ACC running. No, they're definitely not. And you know they've only allowed one play over 40 yards all year? It's nuts. Bonkers. And that was in the opener, a game that they only allowed seven points in. Like, I don't understand how they're doing. Like, we have never seen a Duke team with a defense like this in my lifetime. Yeah. I don't remember one. Two things can be true. I think Mike Elko is doing a great job. I think their defense is really, really good. But your schedule matters. Duke just, I know. just That's played what's a be tough. physical game with Florida State. Yeah, Louisville not only had the week off, but are coming off of the shit sandwich that was the <laughs> loss at Pitt. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, they brought out a negative thought space. So now you have the situation where people are telling you, oh, you stink. This is the same team that on October 7th outplayed Notre Dame in a mm-hmm. game that I expect to look a lot like the Notre Dame game. Although, to be fair, that was the one game that I felt like Louisville looked like the team that I thought they were supposed to be. be all year. Mm-hmm. Right. Like every other game, they've kind of messed around. Like Georgia Tech had a huge lead on. Like they mm-hmm. haven't looked great, I don't feel like, until that game. And then, of course, the very next week they come out and, you know, as you say, hand yeah, us all you, a shit sandwich. You, you're going to have those ebbs and flows, and yeah. I think you'll see them come back with the flow. Yeah, I think so, too. It'll be a tough ask for you, I think. North Carolina goes to Atlanta. This is the game that I circled as the one that Carolina would lose and that we'd have the referendum not You can't Virginia be game. right about Carolina, Joe. They will not let you do that, even when you're predicting that they will fall on their face because, no, no, they have to do it a week early. I texted you. I, I, I essentially texted you over the week, and I'm like, I get it now. In years past, I always thought that there were issues with Carolina. Why I never really bought in. I actually bought or in. Or you would sometimes doubt me if I would if I would look at an opponent on the schedule yeah. and go, "Oh, that's Here dangerous," and, and you're like, like "Come on, it. no, it's Stop not." Stop it. I don't say it because they're dangerous in real life. <laughs> it, I say it because I know Carolina will start playing as if they're in complete panic yeah, mode for no reason. I know against a team like that. I know. 
I know. Yeah, they they got me on this one. And I know that Mac Brown, you know, you talk about blaming things that are just kind of uh, whiny, in my opinion. Mac Brown uh, followed up on the whole crowd thing. Remember, we talked about this earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. I actually saw Andrew Jones at ACC tip off and I told him like, yeah, man, I used you as like a jumping off point to, to rail against uh, being obsessive over crowds. But Mac Brown followed up on that. And he had said, if you're a fan, quick context, there was fall break at UNC. Like you're not allowed on campus at UNC yeah. during fall. Like if you leave campus, you cannot come back on uh, that kind of stuff. At least that's my understanding. Mac Brown said, if you're a fan that's frustrated because we lost the game, go help. Get to Atlanta this weekend and help us if you really care. There's a difference in Who's yelling paying? and carrying. Uh, he goes on. So with fall break, if you couldn't make it to the game Saturday, maybe you should have. Maybe you could have helped us a little bit. Think about how important it really is to you, not just just to I thought that game was a sellout. How much you yell after a win, but how much you stick your chest out. You can help, and you have helped us. It hurt us that our students were not there on Yo, Saturday. Well, you can't do anything about fall break, man. Come on now. That's not cool. Because like the students, I was gonna say, like you could say a lot of things about Carolina fans. Some of them fair, some of them not as fair. Sure. But the students, especially since like, and I, I have to weirdly credit Larry Fedora for this, mm-hmm. but I feel like he like kind of got them like a student section and like an identity and all this stuff, and it made them way more enthusiastic about going to games. Let me tell you, when I was a student there, people weren't going to games as much. <laughs> like no. Carolina football games, no. They were not going to as many games unless they were going to take alcohol with them. And that was all they were doing the entire time. You're one of the leading disciples of coach Paul Johnson. If, if I had, if I had to ask, if you had to guess what North Carolina's record is against Georgia tech. Oh, I know it's division bad. play. Yeah. What would your guess be? It's, I think they are, oh my gosh, they've won. I think three of the last like nine. I want to say that's the number. I don't know. I don't know exactly what their their whole overall record is, but it's not good. In I, I never would have come up with this because I forget that Georgia Tech actually was good. They were good there. at one point. And yeah. Carolina like rarely wins in Atlanta. Either, yeah, so yeah. That, that. that always takes a game. Yeah. A year uh, out. North Carolina since division play five and 12 against Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah. North Carolina since Georgia Tech at, is uh, joined the ACC seven and 14 down in Atlanta. Oh, Nine. seven's more than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Like And two have been in the last like you know, recently mm-hmm. when Georgia Tech's gotten really terrible. Two of the seven. So it, no, it's not good there. It's not good against them. Mm-hmm. It seems too obvious to say that they'll lose two stinkers in a row. Uh, but yeah, you just I don't, don't know. I, I don't mean, see them losing two stinkers in a row, but Georgia well, Tech's very weird. Wait, 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 let's get the real number that we need to in order to know if this game is going to be competitive. What's the uh what's the Vegas real say? number? Yeah, what's <laughs> Vegas say? Uh oh, uh oh, what uh-oh, is it? Uh oh. I was thinking maybe they wouldn't be. North Carolina is a double-digit favorite in this <laughs> oh, game, and well. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech has won eleven football games yeah. since the start of the twenty twenty season. One, mm-hmm. five of them have been as a double-digit underdog. Oh, I thought you were going to say that is bonkers. And like three, that is bonkers. Two or three have been against Carolina. Two, so. yes, two. Not great. Yeah, so not great for the Tar Heels this weekend. Also, probably not great for Wake Forest either. They're also four and three. We're very many years away from Wake Forest shutting out an unconquered, unconquered. Florida State team. Uh, look, it, there's a transition. This was always going to be a transitionary year for uh, Dave Clawson and the Demon Deacons. Yeah. And they're running into a Florida State team that is the class of the ACC at this point. And I don't see this going well for uh, for the Demon Deacons. Well, I wonder if Clawson will employ some of the similar game plan that he did against Clemson, which was 
in my opinion, play not to lose by a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is like not what you would expect to see out of a program that he, I get it. Like I understand it's why he does that. Run overs slowly. <laughs> right. And I didn't understand it fully though, because I'm like, they're not a, that good. Like you don't have to play, you know, it's ba- not. <laughs> based on what I've been able to pick up on from Wake, they got no confidence. Wake, Wake is just, it hey. just, they have zero confidence. You see, well, Duke, Duke's confident. Duke, yes. And this is odd from a Dave Clawson team, but at some point along the line, they just have lost it. Yeah. And I it's mean, coming home to roost. I do think potentially that game against Pitt could help them a little bit because, Maybe. like, that was something that, you know, they had to make the play to win. And that for once, they weren't on the bad end of something happening in a mm. football game. So. You- but yeah, I even I got to write it up because it was very Go ACC ending. I was going to say you you put the call out for Go ACC moments. Florida State showing up on their home field in pants that said "unconquered" mm-hmm. on them and getting shut out for the first time since and losing to Wake Forest for the first time since 1959 Ooh. has to be in the all time unconquered. Thirty to nothing on your home field. It's bad. I hope Wake Forest took home some sod that day. We'll get out of here on this. Carolina's back from their open week, taking on the Houston Texans. Oh, yeah. It's the C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young Bowl. Oh, you know, when they play each other, Are it'll be really I hope Bryce on Young one. gets a few picks. One That'd on be one. great. Are you ready for the takes <laughs> Sunday no. night? No, I'm not. You know why. You know what my personal pet peeve is when it comes to the National Football League, as they like to call themselves. Yes. It's the idea that quarterbacks battle each other. They yeah. do not. Like, yeah. like, can you say, like, does do their team does their team win or lose? Fine, fine. We can do that. But I don't believe in QB wins, and I they don't face off against one another, like, for the love of God. Can you please hit the... Uh... Breaking news sounder for me, please. The breaking news yes. sounder. I don't know where the breaking news sounder is. Hold it's the reggae horn that you like to oh, give yeah. me sometimes. <laughs> um, this just in from David Tepper and Brass Balls Associates. This game oh. will not be a seven-on-seven drill between C.J. Stroud <laughs> and Bryce Young. Oh, instead, oh, instead, okay, they will both be taking the S2 cognitive test. <laughs> oh boy! And whoever scores higher on the S2 cognitive test will then be declared the winner. Of this game, okay, yeah, that would make that would make more sense. Makes a lot of it. sense. It would make more sense than saying that, like Bryce Young, I like Bryce's chances here. You know, like beat C.J. Stroud hypothetically, <laughs> it's right? Gonna, it's, it's, it's just it's, 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 it's just how it's gonna happen. All right, Brownlow, we'll I'm, see you next I Thursday. Can't, I can't. We need to be smarter. Okay. <laughs> oh, and uh, while we were in Charlotte, there were a couple things that were going on that were just completely under the radar while we were in peak basketball interview churn. Uh, the first one is we got more details on the Michigan sign stealing scandal. Apparently it goes beyond just big 10 games. They also were scouting for non-conference games as well. And the, the, the topic and talking to some of the national folks that were hanging around like Pat Forty of uh, sports illustrated, as I mentioned earlier, is what do you do with Jim Harbaugh with all of this? I mean, at this point, you gotta you gotta assume that Jim Harbaugh knew exactly what was going on with his scout, his his game analyst making fifty five thousand dollars a year, a guy he specifically hired as some marine psyop operation to get an edge, has to have known what was going on. Coaches know everything, and I think there's an element here that is specific to the way Michigan presents itself. Because what does Michigan do, Joe? Oh, Michigan men, the Michigan way, uh, holier than thou, right? So that's getting dunked on. And, but I, I, I find this, I find this part interesting. And this was a point I was listening to the cover three podcast on the way back from Charlotte last night and Bud Elliott, Chip Patterson and them. 
brought up a, a point that needs to be repeated over and over again when it comes to these types of things. For instance, when we talk to coaches about NIL, right? Everybody has these vague complaints about name, image, and likeness and tampering and they're paying players as though they're not. They don't have hard evidence or hard accusations, just vibes, if you will. Vibes. The same thing here with the cheating scandal. And we saw this in the NFL with Spygate too. People were mad at the Patriots, but nobody actually wanted to go after the Patriots too much because what would happen is you're exposing yourself. But here's something that I'm curious about. Why, if you want to get rid of this, if you're truly about it, why doesn't college football have radio communications between the coach and the quarterback? There's a real simple solution. Here. Uh, because they don't want to spend the money, apparently. Give me a break. With all the it's money the, that's coming in. It's the same thing with an ACC network. Why did I use like two cameras? Like, why is the... <laughs> I don't get it. Well, we don't want to spend money. Oh, okay. I get it. Now, here's... I, I To me, the most interesting thing that has come out of the, the cheating scandal. What, or, what, okay. Whoa. What? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Yes. Whoa. Yes. How is this cheating? And how is it a scandal? So do you think that... Are you going to play the Dion clip? I'm going to play play the Dion clip, but to to answer your question, I guess I'll answer your question with a question. I always find this amusing about sports. When does sportsmanship or cleverness or I don't even know how how to present it, you know, being smart, when does that cross over into cheating? I, I do not view this as cheating. Okay. Well, it's an NCAA rule. You know, that was well, the NCAA rule is you can't go in person. And that's what they did. Yeah. Okay. So that's cheating. You're doing something that the rules explicitly say yeah, you cannot do. You're and doing that because there's a and there's video surveillance sure. too. Again, these sure. are these are things that and this is this is a tale as old as time in college football. I mean, I remember a story that I read on Alabama.com about how you had to sign an NDA if you bought an apartment. That was overlooking the Alabama practice field. Think about that. You had to sign an agreement with your rent that you would not take pictures or video from your balcony that overlooked Alabama practices. So if we all understand that these things are not good, you are trying to get an edge. Are you not cheating at that point? Football is literally a sport where you exchange tape with your opponent. Yes. But there are things. Okay, was Spygate cheating? Spygate is different because they were filming a walkthrough mm-hmm. of plays that had not been used in a game before. Okay. Specifically with the Rams, what they did was they took film of a practice or a walkthrough mm-hmm. of a goal line sequence that the Rams had not used in a game before. That is different to me than going to games or recording games or recording the sidelines based on what is happening during the game. because. Quite literally, at the end of the game, you are going to exchange digital tape now yeah. with your opponent. Houston Astros cheating or no with their elaborate sign stealing scam? Houston in real time was trying to... Now, baseball is different in the sense that in real time, they were signaling the batters to what pitch was coming. Mm-hmm. In football, as Deion Sanders will point out, knowing the play and stopping the play are two different things. I also think there is a difference. Even if you are alerting your, your middle linebacker or your safety or everybody on the defense to what's going to happen next, there's still a processing there yeah. that I, I is not as simple as in baseball. Okay. Here's a curveball. 
Okay, here's a oh, changeup. Okay, here's fastball. Here's what Dion had to say about that. What are your thoughts? I mean, everyone's trying to get an edge. I mean, everyone's trying to get whatever edge they can. Um, you could have someone's whole game plan. They can mail it to you. You still got to stop it. You still got to stop it. So in football, it's not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm, I'm, I got you. You know, with, with football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. Physically, you it's a physical game. You got to stop it. So that that's a little tough. I don't buy into a lot of that stuff that someone's stealing this, stealing that. I don't I don't buy into a lot of that stuff. You still got to play the game. Back in our glory days with San Francisco as well as the Cowboys, you know darn well Emmitt Smith is getting the ball. You know darn well Mike Irvin is running the comeback. You know darn well Jay Novacek is going to do what he's going to do, and you couldn't stop it. So there's Deion Sanders. Yeah, this, this isn't like Super Tech Mobile where if I call your play, yeah. I automatically stop it. No, not always. Not always. <laughs> Sometimes you can eke out about five yards. Let's be real. Can't always stop. I, it. I, I think, actually helps I, prove your point. I think this is this is about the messenger and not the message, right? Like people are mad at Jim Harbaugh they or are. whoever is mad at Jim Harbaugh. It's going to be interesting if, if they even are. And then I've seen like other people. I think it was Dan Walken again on, on Twitter. Like, why aren't people making a bigger deal about this? And it's like, who cares? This this is not, cheating to me is steroids, doing drugs, yeah, and, I, and and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's funny. I and actually the other way. I'm the app. I am the absolute opposite way when it comes to baseball. So, okay, I agree with Deion Sanders. If you know a curveball's coming, I can take advantage of that. But if I'm taking steroids and I don't know how to freaking hit a curveball, well, what good does that steroid do for me, right? right? And I always find the line of demarcation as to what's better living through chemistry and what is not. I mean, for mm-hmm. heaven's sake, the NFL had you sign waivers for Toradol and Toradol will wreck your freaking body. So I find it interesting what, you know, how many times the guys will just get a shot and get back out there. Mm-hmm. So I find it odd what we feel is, or in the case of Lance Armstrong, Lance, Arm, Lance Armstrong's biggest crime wasn't the blood doping. His biggest crime is that he tried to ruin people's lives with his power after they had gone after him. If Lance Armstrong from the jump said, yes, I do blood dope. Look at the entire field of the Tour de France. They're all doping too, and I'm still beating them seven times in a row. It's To me, it's a much more equal playing field when you are doing roids than when you know what the game plan is. Yes, if you want to go knuckle-draggy in that you still got to stop me, it still gives me a better chance to stop you than not. Knuckle-draggy. It's knuckle-draggy to me. It's it's such football mindset. Well, you, you, you everybody's got a plan until you get hit in the face. You know, right? Like I get all that stuff. It's the mindset. It's football. I never played football. It's just not my. I like watching football, but I just not not wired that way. But I still believe that if I know what you're going to do, it's still going to give me an opportunity to stop you better than if I didn't know what you were going to do. Big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovias and Jillio. Go check them out. They've got a really cool contest going on right now. Just go to the arena Breeze Through, the PNC Arena, Carter Finley Stadium Breeze Through. They've got a howler station. They got great craft local beer from Trophy, Mother Earth. Uh, we got Vicious Fishes as well. And you get a howler, snap a pic, hashtag it, tag Breeze Through as well, and you'll have an opportunity to be a part of the Breeze Through Freeze Crew, Joe. Ride the Olympia. Get some tickets to a Canes game, man. It looks like a lot of fun. 
Uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, and get all your tailgate needs while you're over there too, or whatever you need for the hockey game next two nights. I'm definitely going to be there tomorrow <laughs> to get the dark roast. Yes, indeed. You, yeah, you needed some coffee last night on the oh. way when we were on our way back from Charlotte. No tickets, no flat tires. Go you, man. Go you. Big thanks to Butcher's Market as well. Speaking of tailgate needs, you need the meats, you need the charcoal, you need the seasoning, you need sauces. You need sides. They got all that at the butcher's market. So again, go check them out at the various locations. Maybe you just need lunch. Maybe we just need lunch. Go over there, get yourself a sandwich, man. Get a steak sandwich. So good. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, head coach, Duke Basketball. First off, welcome. Secondly, congratulations on the new contract. Thank you very much. It's uh, you know, it's an honor to be the, the coach at Duke and to have the support from Nina King, President Price, our administration is a big deal and uh, can't wait for the season. Do you, you have one basketball, you know that, right? <laughs> I do know. Okay, so I do know. when I went to like the 15 minutes of open practice we get to see, yep. it was a little weird in that, hey, there's guys at Duke that I remember from last year, which yep. has kind of been a thing as of late, and then also all the freshmen too. Right. So look, I, I commended you last year for the ability to have everybody understanding a role. You rolled out different lineups and you won different ways, but with a new group, how do you mix in development for your sophomores along with guys who clearly want to play yeah well one i want them to play and you know i'm I'm not shying away from the fact that there is some competition in most teams we've had there's been competition it makes you better uh, it hardens you and you know the biggest thing for us is understanding you know this season isn't going to be based on stats Mm -hmm. like you can have a big time year and you may only average a certain amount of points and that's okay you can play in the nba you can be drafted in the first round you can be you can do all the things you want to do but these guys are here because they want to win if it was about statistics for any of them or if it was about just being about them they wouldn't be here and so i'm lucky that i have a group of people in our uh, all 12 players in the locker room that they want to win and so it's i think it really starts there what are you glad that you know in year two that you didn't know in year one? It's uh, that you can do it. <laughs> you know, it's you can you can believe all you want and prepare all you want, but until you go through it, you know, there's there's a there's a different level of confidence after going through year one. And uh, I think the other thing is the, the more the, there's a lot of issues or problems that can come up that can seem bigger than what they are in the moment and the more that you take care of yourself which in turn then you take care of your, your family and your players the better and I probably sacrificed that a lot last year whether it be sleep whether it be doing the things that I needed to do to be better for everybody else and that's uh, such a big thing are you a good sleeper or no I mean I'm look I still don't sleep a lot but yeah uh, it gets no, worse. Terrible sleep. It gets worse I'm different yeah. like for, yeah I can only imagine but for me I'm different if I'm working out like if okay. I just get a workout in, yeah. even for 20 minutes, I'm a better coach. I'm better to be around my staff. And so now I make sure I take time while I'm getting a workout in. And it, I know you didn't expect that answer probably. You expected something on the court. But for me, it's it's all about what's up here. And uh, that's that's my biggest takeaway from last season. I was expecting grilling. 
<laughs> that too. Because I heard you got. I heard. I you, love grilling. You got the thing, right? Yeah. You got the setup. Yeah, I got the whole thing. I love grilling. I All love right. cooking. You have okay. a new contract, but we have a deal with the butcher's market. So <laughs> I mean, we might have to work something out. Let's, although let's talk. Here. I'm not well, saying you're not jealous. <laughs> I, had, I had something cooking figuratively, but I'm going to have to talk to the new guy who now talks to you here relatively soon. But that's inside baseball. I am curious with. Kyle Filipowski having been here now for long enough to have at least tried a biscuit. Oh, yeah. But apparently... You've heard this already, I hope. Have you heard this yet? No. Apparently he told the writers that he has he has not had a biscuit. Like, how do you not go to Bojangles He yet? didn't know he, what a biscuit was. Really? There was like bread yeah. or something like that. Cup... <laughs> I'll talk to him. Leave okay. him alone. I'll talk. I'll handle it. We'll okay. You, I'll talk to him. And I'm giving. Well, I should be giving this content to Ryan because he's Mr. Big Podcaster. Exactly. Now, right? Exactly. Has he hit you with the Hey, Coach? I can't make it to practice today. I got this interview <laughs> scheduled. So you know, if I can show up about 30 minutes late, but that's. But I, I guess it shows you that all the varying interests that players have, and it's been kind of cool that Ryan has become a, a little bit of an influencer with the podcasting going on while also contributing to the team. Yeah, I'm happy for him. It, they've had a. They've done a great job with it, one. And then two, I'm all for anything off the court. If they if they get excited about it, I want them to do it, mm-hmm. just as long as it doesn't impact yeah. their focus on, which now they, they can wear multiple hats and still get the job done on the court. I love it when I'm right. I correctly predicted last year that you were in a great situation because a portion of the fan base was down after the way that Mike's tenure had ended. And you were able to deliver. Sometimes you overperform, right? Not quite the case this year, sir. Expectations are there. I don't know if there'll be a one next to the right. your, your name. There will be at some point during the season. That's how college basketball works. But it, it is a completely different set of expectations for you in year two. And I, I loved uh, the video that Mike went over to PNC Arena and talked to the Hurricanes about you're good enough to win this thing. And I know you've heard that message from right. him before, but I'm curious, how do you teach your team to kind of handle expectations? And did you give them the, did you give them the speech, man? Well, one, if anybody knows about expectations, I do feel it's me. <laughs> you know, I, I replaced the all-time leading scorer in Duke history in J.J. Reddick okay. when I came in. <laughs> you, I don't need to tell you replacing, you know, Coach K at Duke. Yeah. Uh, but this is what you want when you're the coach or you're playing into. You want the everybody's best shot. You want to, again, not that it means anything, whether it's ranked number one, two, three, ten, whatever it is preseason, but that's what we expect. That's how we want it. I don't run from it, uh, but I do think it's important for our team to understand just because that's there, it doesn't entitle you to anything. It truly doesn't. I've been part of some teams that we've had that ranking. We've lived up to it. Other teams, we've assumed it's going to happen. And so my biggest thing for our team, where what's the reality of right now? Like, where's our team right now? Are we where we need to be? Obviously, the answer is no. So what are we doing in order to work and to get there? And that's where my focus has been. So we're getting the wrap-up signal, but we have uh, an ACC expansion welcome table here. <laughs> um, and we've got Texas Pete, which actually does marry things because it's Texas, but it's made in Winston-Salem. We have wine. We have a T-shirt for you, too, from the podcast. You can work out in that. My, you, you can work my, out. Pl- my players probably want me to wear this, you know, just to remind, you know, in the course of a practice. Like, well, coach, well, wait, what coach was, positive vibes only. I feel like there's a special shirt, though. What was the name of the breathing technique you mentioned last year? Wim Hof. Yeah, I Wim Hof. I feel like Wim Hof We did it vibes. again, by the way. We did it. Wim Hof. 
Wim Hof vibes, we'd all be in a better place. I trust me on that. <laughs> so w- this is all to get you acclimated with the new ACC for next yes. year. So California got, and we, Texas. We got the wine from California. There's the Texas Pete, obviously, with Vincent Salem. And then the cash is for the Pony Express. So <laughs> and the grapes get, and the almond joy. You get to California. choose. You get to, see, and we're being serious. You okay. get to choose. Okay. Well, I'm a big wine fan, so I'm going to yeah. skip right past the Texas Pete. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to look at. Uh, we have a red and a white, I'm both gonna, from uh, Trader Joe's. Yeah, I'm going uh, right here. Perfect. Right. Okay. That sounds Thank like you. that's going to be a good reduction sauce at one point. <laughs> John, we appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Hanging out with us at ACC Tip-Off, it's Armando Baycott, North Carolina. You wondering what the uh, the cash and the Texas Pete and the... Yeah, I'm like, wow, okay, I'll take the gifts. <laughs> it's we, the, we bought them for you. It's the, AC, it. it's, for the, it's the ACC expansion welcome table. A little California wine, oh, a little okay. Texas Pete. That's gotcha. not NIL money. There's some Almond Joyce, Almond. Gotcha. Technically not California, but grape. Close enough. Maybe. We'll take it. All right. In an NIL world, what's 15 bucks going to get me for Armando Baker? That's 20, actually. Is that 20 bucks? Yeah. What's 20 bucks get me in the NIL world? A wave. (laughs) We'll take it. We'll take it. All right, man. Let's get down to it. I think at one point last year, you had mentioned that last year was about the year before. All right. Yep. So how do you go about making this year not about last year? Yeah, well, I mean, we got a whole new team. I mean, we bring in seven to eight new guys, and they didn't experience and don't really know what we went through last year. But, I mean, they coming in hungry from their situation. They transferred for a reason. So I think we all have a different type of hunger, but it all's coming together, and it's great. And we've really been competing a lot, and that's been encouraging. You find it funny that uh, people have been going through some old TV clips? Because you, I think, like, like every guy that's been brought on, there's some sort of thing that happened yeah, with y'all? for sure. I mean, but it all we all ended up here, and that's yeah. the great part about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who does Elliot Cadeau remind you of? I mean, he got a lot of Kendall Marshall in him with just his ability to see the floor and play make. But, I mean, he also can score the ball at a high rate, too, and he's quick and fast. So, I mean, really like Chris Paul kind of. That's who I would say probably. Really? Yeah. Is he not big? What's, yeah, what's he's like 6'1". He's not too okay. big. All I mean, right. he's not weak, though. He, he's strong. Okay. No, is he super fast with that thing or no? Yeah, he's super he fast. Okay. Quick. Get up the court in two seconds. Does it feel like with that type of point guard that you guys will play faster now? For sure, and I mean, that's what Carolina is. We like to get up and down the court, and I think Elliott like, embodies everything you want out of Carolina point guard. Reclassification isn't that big of a deal? I mean, he's been 19, right? Yeah. So Not that big of a deal. I mean, it's tough for any freshman coming in now and playing in college with a lot of the older guys staying mm-hmm. back, but he'll have some growing pains, but I think he'll be good, though. Did we catch you at the end of the day? Somewhat. I mean, okay. It's been a long day. It's been a long day for y'all, too. No, we got it. Do you have media scars from last year, maybe? Uh, I mean, nah, not really, because okay. me, I'm the type of person, like, it is what it is. Like, yeah. I get it, and no, I mean, you, And you answered all the questions last year. Yeah, for sure. Much and credit I mean, to you, sir. I mean, I'm a fan of teams, too. Like, I'm a fan of the Eagles, and it's been tough years where, like, I've been tough on the team, and so I get it. Like, I, I, I 100% get how people, why people are the way they are. We're talking Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Okay. So you're cool with the Tush Bush, the brotherly show? Oh, I love it. 
Love it. You, you, are you impressed that Jalen Hurts can even handle all that? I know he can squat like 800 pounds or whatever. I mean, is, we but got come Kelsey on. in there. I mean, we, we know what we're doing, man. We're yeah, best, team, got, best team in football. Look, you're a big dude, but these offensive linemen are a different level. Different and, level. And they're on you to push you in. That's a lot. It's a whole lot. I mean, it's really impressive, but we figured out a way to master the play, and it can't be stopped. This year goes right for you guys if... This year goes right for us if we handle our business early on in the season, work on getting better, getting that camaraderie as a team, but also we come with the competitive edge. I think that's the main thing, being a competitive team and going out there every day fighting and clawing for a win. I think that's when everything works out. How was your coach in early season portions versus the end of the season? Because at the end of the season, he was still optimistic that you guys could f still find a way to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. But you were pretty you were pretty honest about, like, worrying about it. He yeah. never seemed to worry. He never seemed to waver. How did that How did that feed off? I mean, I think he was doing that just for us to, like, keep us confident and not wanting to be too low. But, I mean, Coach Davis, he's a competitor, and he's always competitive. And I think us players have to do a better job of kind of matching his energy mm -hmm. and me being a leader, getting the guys to understand that. Things we found in, uh, we, we sell ads now. We, we go and get sponsors. And, you know, you try to sell things that you are passionate about. In, in your NIL ventures, is there something that you're like, man, I, this is like the sweetest deal I could possibly have? Definitely uh, me finding a charity I work with that uh, helps families and kids that are going through like critical conditions and illnesses in the Triangle area. And that's one of my favorite things. Basically what I do is just help them raise money to give to those families. And I mean, we've raised hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and that's been huge for me. That's great. Before we let you go, because I know it's been a long day, how many questions have you specifically gotten about Caleb Love, his departure and last year while walking around today? I mean, a lot. I mean, but I mean, it's warranted though, just because it's Caleb Love, he's a superstar and one of the Carolina greats and he left. So I get it. I mean, it's unfortunate that he's not here. That sounded like he was dead, me saying that, but uh, yeah. so it's unfortunate he's not here. But, I mean, <laughs> he's at Arizona. I know he's going to be great. He's probably going to have an All-American season, so yeah. I'm excited for him and have you, a new. You keep up with him at all? Yeah, for sure. We talk all the time. Okay. What was your last? I guess it's it? unfortunate it didn't end the way that you guys wanted it to end last year, right? Like, you come back and you're in a situation and yeah, you think it's exactly. going to go one way, it goes another. And I think most people have a harder time realizing, you know what? We got another crack at this thing, and he's he's at Arizona, and we're here. For sure, yeah, no, definitely. What are you gonna do after this? Like, you, you can't be at Carolina forever, man. Oh, NIL no, money's yeah, gonna man. eventually, you know. I know the NIL money yeah. is good. You got eligibility and stuff it's like that. It's the last but... year y'all gonna see me, man. I'm out of here after this year, man. <laughs> you, I promise. Is there any record you don't have yet? Points. <laughs> but okay. I mean, even going through this year, I still don't know if I'll have the most games played. And Tyler Hansborough played a lot of games. He like, did play a lot of games, I mean, but he, went he was here in the four years. Though. Yeah, there's a tournament. There you go. ACC, NCAA tournament. It's a tournament. We had the COVID year. Then. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Armando, appreciate the time, man. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. You want any gifts? Hot sauce? You're old, certainly old enough for wine. I'll take a fruit snack. A fruit snack? Every time we talk about college football, it's brought to you by Wings Over. Go check them out. Wings Over Raleigh, Wings Over Chapel Hill, Wings Over Greenville. You got that new rub that you're all about. Mm. I have to get, I'll probably hit them up this weekend to try some of the new flavors. Uh, and of course, they'll be helping us out for our wings better than your our wings, wings are better than your wings on November 11th. Wings Over Raleigh, go order online, go pick it up, free parking in the back. 
Great stuff. Um, they're open for lunch now, too. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to hit them up for lunch today. Very exciting. Uh, you didn't get any tickets on the way back from Charlotte, did you? No tickets, no flat tires, no issues. Did you let Whitaker and Hammer know? I did. Good. I texted Josh. So, hey, man, uh, <laughs> I'll only have one pending case. That's good. It's a win for me. <laughs> oh, man. Too good. Too good. I saw some billboards on my drive back from Charlotte and I see, keep seeing things about guaranteed offers and things like that. The, my brain is wired to look at a guaranteed offer and think to myself, how much below market are they giving you? That, that's what I see. Why do you want to give money away? You know what though? I, I want to trust the experts who want to help me. Not only, so if you're, if you're buying new construction, that's right up hometown realties expertise right there. Okay, and if you're selling, you want to get the most value for your home. That's important because normally people who sell are buying somewhere else. You got to help yourself. Mm-hmm. Best way to help yourself in this real estate market is to go to Hometown Realty. It's myhtr.com. Go to their website. You will see just how effective and simple the process can be and just how much better off you'll be with the help of the professionals at Hometown Realty. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline is the head coach at NC State. He is Kevin Keats. We have an ACC expansion welcome table for you, Coach. You know what? I don't remember you guys two, three years ago, even last year with all of this um, all of this stuff in front. You got you got Texas Pete. Mm-hmm. You got money laid out, which I'm a little afraid because that may be no, that's, NIL stuff. No, that's the money that SMU is foregoing to join the league. <laughs> that's what that oh, is. I'll walk right into that one. I should have known it. I should have known it. Every coach has. Don't, it's no yeah. big deal. And, of course, the bottles of wine from California to Texas, which is made in Winston-Salem, so there's a little synergy there. And we have almonds uh, from Almond Joy some fruit snacks so by and i'm being serious you can take any of this by far this has been the most creative um table that i've been to we try coach we try it's that podcast money flowing that's what this is about all that podcast money um so when dj burns rolls up is it still just the celebs here like the bigger i've been around a lot of nc state basketball and the thing that I absolutely loved last year was when I was leaving PNC Arena, all the kids that were hanging out waiting for DJ to come out. Yeah. And he was he was great with them all. I love that. And I think that, that, that makes fans, man. You know what? He has grown in so many areas. And, you know, everybody, you know, tends to see what he does on the court. Uh, but it's, he's got a huge heart. He's a big teddy, teddy bear. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I said this before. You know, if he stops playing, he could come back. I don't know if he can win being the mayor, uh, but he'll have a shot at it. I mean, he is a, he's one of the most popular guys in our area. You have DJ back. You got Casey back. You made the trade with Clemson to get Middlebrooks. Uh, I like that. I hope, I, hope you, I hope you tell him, hey, man, you're playing state tomorrow. So he makes every shot that he takes. So you got, I heard you played ball in the, in the secret scrimmage as well. It was a secret, Joe. Okay, you're not giving that away because you, you jinxed the guy from Missouri. You said he hasn't been playing well after you were really nice to him at media day, right? Listen, you're the only one. You, he's been, for, for everybody that can hear us, 
he has been on this trade thing since the day that it happened. We haven't talked to Brad Brownell yet. We're going to get a break. Yeah, he is. He is. And when you talk to Brad, the one thing that I wanted to say is I wanted to get the release out about Ben before he did about Jack. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're going, you know, Jack Jack was a good kid and I'm um, excited yeah. about Jack. And yeah. so was Ben. Glad to have him. Did yeah. you get future considerations, though? Or? Well, we did. Yeah. You, oh. did, no. did uh, Brad promised not to beat your brains in again. Well, hey, Brad had a good year. He so did. did we. <laughs> so, and that's a good way to transition to look. The commissioners forum talking about basketball and and trying to change a narrative around it. And you did have a good year last year. Yep. Clemson had a good year last year. Miami got to the Final Four, and people just kind of shrugged their shoulders about that. Is it just as simple as we care about the blue bloods, and that's how we gauge it, or is there more of a conversation point we can have to get people to get with the program that there's good basketball beyond the two that you typically see well i mean we're joe we're so proud to i i'm gonna be i'm gonna tell you how tough it is this league's tough by itself mm -hmm. but imagine only getting five teams in how tough it becomes and so we're we're excited that we were one of the five which i also think is ridiculous for a league just to be getting five teams in I know there are going to be a bunch of arguments of why. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, we the were, net. it's the yeah, net. It's, it's the net. It's Ken Palm. It's, it's all a, that it's stuff. It's everything. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, obviously we have to do our part as a, as coaches in the league. we got to go out and win in the non-conference and try to figure out if that's the case, we got to follow the script and try to get better and getting teams in. But uh, I, I, I think it's a great league. I, don't, I, I do feel like when certain teams don't play well, or have a great resume, it kind of affects the entire league. And that's not the way the selection is supposed to go. It's supposed to be everybody should be individual contractors when it does that instead of looking at it as a league. Mm -hmm. yeah. I worry every year you were able to do this hard rate. You go get a guy, you replace it, you have a good team. I don't want to diminish, though, how special and unique Jarkel Joyner was because I, I know you added some good players yeah. but I'm not sure you can add a guy like that with a leadership position who comes in and just kind of unlocks you know the best of the rest of the players which I will continue to argue was really Jarkel's strength last year yeah. so, so you know the guys you brought in this year who do you kind of look at and go okay you don't have to be Jarkel but I, this is what I do need out of you this year yeah totally totally unfair to anybody that I bought in I mean that that guy's a, a generational guy mm -hmm. you know we knew I knew that I was getting a guy who averaged 12 points a game that played in a system that didn't have as much freedom as we did so he, I knew he could, you know, go to 16, 17 points a game, which he did. The one thing I didn't know was what type of person he was. The one thing I didn't know was what type of locker room player he was and all that stuff. So, you know, we went out and we tried to find some guys, number one, that would be great for our program. I think when you get transfers and, you know, those guys are not on the same page, they can really hurt your team. But it's hard because Jarkel was so special. I like our group, uh, but I don't have a Jarkel joiner in this particular group, and that's nothing against them. I might not ever coach a Jarkel Joyner in my life. Yeah. I, like the, I like the kid from Arizona State. He's good. He's more of a Tequavion Smith. A he scorer. Can, he can score the Peter ball. Peter Upper. He can score the ball. Like if 
if you guys are saying to me, all right, tell me who's closer to the guys you've had who are volume guys like Sebron or yeah. Jarkel Joyner and even to Craig Smith, I would say it would be DJ Horn. DJ Horn will remind guys of those type of guards who can really score the basketball. They're wrapping us up. We got anything else? I can. Do you it. want a gift? You know what? I'll. You're I know, a teetotaler. I, I know so. where I know where you guys live. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll, I'll get the. Gift you already got your shift. Your shirt. Yeah, I got my shirt, mm-hmm. and I'm going to wear, wear the shirt. You're going to wear it around. I'm going to wear the shirt. Okay. I don't know where I'm going to wear it, but okay. I got a couple ideas when I'm going to put it on. Hey, look! Have you done the ACC Network set yet? I just did that. Oh damn it! Yeah. You should, have, you should have asked me before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's it. You know that? E me on that yeah. one. Should have gotten to you hey. before that. Coach, we appreciate it. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Big thanks to Matt Davis, insuregarner.com, 919-779-8277, or use our personalized URL, theoginsurance.com. Matt Davis at State Farms is going to take care of you. He's going to save you some money, which is super, super key. We're going to see Matt at the OG tailgate. Awesome. And, you know, our, our, you guys have been the best. That, that's all I got to say. Because when I saw Matt and his crew, they're like, you know, your, your audience is smart and realistic. And I was like, man, I, I can't get a better compliment than that. So if you want to try to save yourself some money, call 919-779-8277. Big shouts to Matt. Uh, appreciate him supporting us. Yeah, we got to save money because uh, we need to step our game up with Armando Baycott. Only $20 to give him for a wave. Baycott was tired. It was a long day for him. Yes. It was a long day for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and maybe even had fatigue from last year. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he did. Uh, home he had field. Far away glaze. He man. was not interested. It's fine, man. I get it. It's a long ass day, man. <laughs> Homefieldapparel.com. Check it out. Homefield uh, has some great stuff. They got some just, I don't, I don't know all the details yet, but with the basketball season right around the corner, they're going to have some new basketball drops. So be on the lookout for that. Go sign up for the newsletter. Go check them out at homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23. Steve Forbes, head coach, Wake Forest, hanging out with us. Yeah. The money always attracts money. people. The money, the singles on the hey, table. Hey, more money, more problems. Uh, that's not going to get you a lot of NIL back, though. Nah, that's more of a Juco NIL deal there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jillio, uh, man, from past That's right. <laughs> procured uh, a, an expansion welcoming table. Okay. We got wine from California. I see that. We got Texas Pete hot sauce, which is really a good oh, marriage. Oh, 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 it's a marriage in Salem, right? Exactly, it's a marriage. Texas Didn't know Pete. that till I went there, though. <laughs> Did you know somebody sued the I heard, company? Oh, of course, my wife told me that, and I said, "No way." And then yes. I looked it up, and she goes, "I'm like, God, you're right." <laughs> like, first of all, I'm going to tell you, I thought Texas Pete was from. Texas. Texas. Same. Okay. I was the same boat. But I'm not suing anybody for that. <laughs> no. You just go, no. oh, fun fact. Is yeah. it still good? All right, moving yeah. on. Tastes good on my eggs. And then the, the 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 money, we can't figure out if the money is the stuff that's deferred from SMU or just some of the oh, oil money. There you go. Wow. It's putting me in that situation. Well, you know. Every what, coach has had the same I mean, I, th- I thought joke. maybe this was like the fine table. Like you said something wrong, pay a dollar. You know? Um, no, I'm not going down that <laughs> Pony excess. No, no, no. Not doing it. Not doing it. So, I mean, look, do you do you see the stuff that happens with expansion? You just go, all right, man, I guess we're going out to California like, yeah. next summer. Like, how, how do you process that stuff I as mean, a basketball coach? Honestly, guys, I, I try to worry about the things that I can control. Right. You know, and 
I can't control that. And listen, I've been in a league, fellas. When I was in, at La Tech, we were in the same league with Hawaii and oh. Fresno. Oh yeah, and San Jose. Okay, so I've I've done it worse. So I mean, what what is that trip to Hawaii like? It's incredible. First of all, you're nice, not flying right? charter. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you this. This is how bad it was. You fl- you played them on Thursday, right? First, you had to listen to na 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 na. Okay, I got tired of that. And then, okay, the game's over, right? You have to sprint to the airport to get the red eye to get to San Jose on time the next day so you could play a noon game at San Jose on Saturday. And then you have to wait all day to fly home to, to Ruston, Louisiana, which you can't fly there. You fly to Shreveport and bus. Sure. So, you know. I'm not really one of those guys like, oh, my God, I've got to do that. I've done it. Well, think of all the Netflix you can watch. Lots of Netflix. You can, I'm watching Fada right now. That's pretty good. Probably apropos a little bit, too. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, I, I don't really – I don't try to fixate on it, you know, um, because there's really not much – there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, okay. We yeah. don't have a lot of time with you today, so you have That's to promise to spend more time with us down there. Okay, I will. Uh, and if real, I have to bring you more cigars, we will. I, well, I, I'll take that, too. Okay. Real quick, though – um, every year you just go and get a Thai Applebee out of the yeah. portal and you, got, you yeah. have another one oh, of those yeah, this easy. year, right? Yeah, it's yeah, piece, yeah, piece yeah. Of cake. yeah. Do it again. <laughs> so who is going to be yeah. your lead so guard? No, this year? I, got is, two, I, got, I got two. I, I, I did well. We did well. You know, Hunter Salas is a former McDonald's All-American, uh, played against Zaga, 6'5", different look. Than a little bit bigger, yeah. Like Alonda's size, athletic, um, can shoot it, uh, really good defender. Uh, Boopy is a lot like... Uh, I'm sorry? Boopy. Kevin Boopy Miller. Okay. Boopy is what's what we know him as. You know, he's a lot like Ty. You know, uh, he's fast, he's quick, he can score. He averaged like 19 a game before he got hurt last year in Central Michigan. So, you know, it's kind of. I like would have taken him just because his name is Boopy. Boopy. Kevin Boopy Miller. He's got a huge social media following. You need to check him out. Oh, um, it's like having a fastball and a curveball. You know, and, and, and the other thing is, like last year I had peanut butter and jelly there, mm-hmm. you know, but they were, those guys were small. Where now we could get a little bigger in the perimeter with Hunter 6'5, Cam 6'5, Damari's 6'6 when he comes back. Abramo Kanka, we got Sanka, we got from UCLA 6'6. So now we got bigger, rangy uh, you guards. You got a squad, eh? We're big. Yeah, you know, we got a couple things that are hanging out there that, you know, does Efton get his, does he get his waiver? And uh, when does Damari come back? Damari led the ACC in threes last year. He got hurt. In Raleigh, in the staking, trying yeah. to do things he couldn't do, dribble. He just should have shot it, you know. Nah, it's a tough, you know, a tough injury. Yeah. The patella's hard, and but if we get those two guys back with what we got, we'll be hard to deal with. He'll be rolling. Yeah, be good. All right. And of course, hopefully the net works out. Yeah, well, I don't know about that one. I, you know what I do think? You just got to win the right games, right? And yeah. So we scheduled harder. Um, we had 13 games. We lost. Uh, we played 13 games last year decided by three points or less, mm-hmm. okay? So we lost four of those to NCAA tournament teams, one with the final four. Win a couple of those, and you're changing your your, your outlook, right? Yeah. And so we got to win those. How do you do that? Got to guard better. You know, we can score. I mean, the last two years we've been one of the top two or three teams in the league in scoring. Mm-hmm. We got to guard, and, and I do think having more size and a little bit older helps with that. Would, would you like a parting gift? Yeah, this is for you to take. 
Oh, take, take? Yeah. yeah, so like Shire took a bottle of red. I'm going red. Okay. Um, yeah. I think Earl Grant took uh, some Texas Pete, Texas Pete and a bottle of white. Well, okay, so I'm not a white. I can't drink that Chardonnay. That Texas Pete I can get at the house. Okay. Well, apparently Jeff Capel took the Texas Pete because you cannot so get Texas Pete get in Pittsburgh. up at Pitt. Well, I'm going to use that in recruiting again. <laughs> um, you got Almond Joyce, no, California. No, that's not even real. Or, or old school. We got, that's those, at, we got those at school in the nutrition center. I'm going straight. What is this Red, called? It's green. Green fin. It says California. Has he got the screw? Oh, no. You actually no, no, got to use it. It's fancy. Oh. Come on now. That's a screw top. We got to Come on now. Pop this thing off. So when are we going to see you? Hey, whenever you ask. State, January 16th. That's a long time. That's, a, that's at your place. Is no, it? No, it's here. It's here. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, we'll, we have to talk to you before. Yeah, yeah we'll, we talk, to. we'll talk to you before. That. You know, if I'd have brought my billfold, I'd add to the nil pot here, but I don't really. Have, I came. <laughs> no, no, you got to say no. That's for, no, no, that's for, that's for you. you. The nil pot. You need oh, that. Oh, that's for that. you. That's for your. Nobody help. wanted cash. Nobody, nobody's taking cash. Thanks for helping, guys. I mean, <laughs> that ain't gonna. I don't even know, that gives me nothing. But uh, it's all right. <laughs> That's what we learned. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah no. we found we found out real quick that eighteen dollars cash isn't really doing much uh, to secure the bag. No, that's that's not really getting you anything at McDonald's. Well, I mean, you know, let's we don't go there. Let's don't go there. We're not doing that. No, don't do that. All, All right. right, Steve Forbes, head coach Rick Forrest, we appreciate the time All as right. always, and we will catch up with you uh, once we get into the season. Thank you, fellas. I love talking to Steve Forbes, man. He's a great combo. He is. An absolute great combo. And Kevin Keats working working some raffle situations with Kevin Keats. What do you think? Trades, raffles, right? All that fun stuff. So yeah. uh, we'll we'll keep you posted on all on, the DJs on, on some of those things in the future. <laughs> Let's get out of here with some hey Joe questions. Uh big thanks to Oakwood Pizza Box. It is a Thursday. They are open. I know what day it is. So go check them out in downtown Raleigh. You can order online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. I think I found Jim Phillips's burner account on YouTube. Okay. And this was in relation to our conversation with Luke Takak reacting to the commissioner's forum. And this person was like, your intelligence, LMAO. ACC is already relevant, you clowns. What it needs is money. This expansion brings in money or brings it money. They just added two of the largest TV markets in the country, <laughs> Texas and California, and soon a fourth school will be added and five years more schools will be added. Adding these two states almost doubles the number of top 50 TV markets in the ACC. That's great, man. But last time I checked, clearance for the ACC network might be a problem in markets that do not give a damn about such things. You also might have noticed that cable homes continue to dwindle as more and more people are off doing their thing. Anyway, this goes on and on and on. I mean, this is like a long comment. Oh, oh. This guy, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's like, then you say something that is going to be dramatically increasing revenue and the ACC is irrelevant. You are total clowns! All caps. No, that's not from Jim. Are you sure? I'm positive. And then that is, you know, he goes into the math ain't mathing for me, but then he closes out. But these clowns think ESPN is just going to throw it all away rather than reinvest it. Nobody's insulting your intelligence. Ovaries, gigolo, and lick. Do yourselves a favor because you are dumb AF. Whose okay. bur who's burner account is that? It could just be a real person who's mad. Yeah, I don't agree. That's I don't cool. Agree. I'm glad they listened. This is from uh, from Timmy Ann from yesterday's show. Please <laughs> don't use the term shacket. 
YouTube doesn't even want me to type it. It keeps autocorrecting. Y'all have fun. And I asked, what's wrong with saying check it? She says, it doesn't sound right, Joe. I know it's marketing by L.L. Bean, but it sounds like a bad accident. Not so yet. Okay. Not something fashion forward, but hey, I'm glad you had your shacket with you. It will help extend your wardrobe on the trip without your bag. Y'all should get an LLB sponsorship for sure. Dollar sign. Yes, please. And uh, from Wolfpacker chimed in on this. Uh, so the debate in our house is what is the proper term for a zip up sweatshirt? Is it a sweatshirt since it is the material or is it a jacket since it has a zipper? I, you I have go, strong opinions. Yeah, I do on sweatshirts. Uh, the ones that are zippy, I call jackets. Yeah, I do. What? So a full zip is so, a jacket. So in, I, in, in my right. in my opinion, so my Nintendo hoodie, yeah. I call it a hoodie, but yes. it's a full zip hoodie. Uh, yeah, it's, is is it still a hoodie? I think those are jackets. Is a hot dog a sandwich, Joe? <laughs> what do you I call the beanie on your head? No, I. The only thing I truly feel strongly about is when you call sweatshirts sweaters. Yeah, whatever you. you it's like this weird hockey amalgamation thing that you got going on. Get over it. And we're over the week. It's a wrap. Enjoy uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Monday uh, to have the hottest of hot takes after CJ Stroud and Bryce Young go toe-to-toe. QB wins. Let's go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.